Hey fans, before we get going, just wanted to send out a reminder that you can head to anchor.fm slash Wolverine Sounds, where you can choose to support this podcast, or you can send us voice messages. We certainly appreciate either. So head over to anchor.fm slash Wolverine Sounds. Please show us some love. Now let's get on to the show. is the Go Blue Crew. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to episode 103 of the Go Blue Crew. It is officially Michigan State Week, which is something we can all get up for. Not in quite the same way we get up for Ohio State, but today we're going to talk about the big picture, what Michigan, Michigan State means, not only this season, but what it could mean going forward, maybe what it's, mean, what it's meant in a recent past, because... Well, we've already done our Michigan State preview for this week. You can go back to 102 to listen to that. And while I'm asking you to go back, uh, you can go back to episode number 100 and learn how to get involved in a uh, $50. I almost said 100 again. We're not giving away $100. No, we are not. $50 and then gift card. That uh, contest ends uh, with, with the Michigan State game. So you're running out of days to get involved. Go to episode number 100 to learn how to get involved with that. So Derek, what does the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry mean this year as things are right now? Well, I think if you look this year uh, and in terms of just where Jim Harbaugh has been, he's 2-2 two and two against Michigan State, both losses coming at home. And so I think for this year specifically, uh, Harbaugh is obviously looking for a win any year against any team. Uh, but a win at home against Michigan State, something he hasn't been able to do. Uh, Michigan's really just looked disastrous and had terrible mistakes uh, against Michigan State at home. We all uh, hate to revisit 2015 with uh, the end of that game. That's all I'll say. Uh, and then 2017, honestly, is just as painful uh, to think back on with uh, however thousand many turnovers they had and threw the ball 1,700 times uh, and also I paid a ridiculous amount of money to go to that game uh, and hang out in a monsoon, which, by the way, cheaper tickets going this weekend. Hopefully it's not going to be like 2015 or 2017. And I What are tickets it. like for this week? Uh, they've gone down now. I think I'm going for around just over $200, getting two tickets decently close. We definitely oh. paid a little bit more to sit closer. So 200 for for two, like that's your total? Yep, just 215 or 220 or something like that. Okay, I don't know, there's bad. probably some StubHub fees in there. But yeah, a lot cheaper than it was. Uh, and honestly, I should have waited until the Michigan State-Illinois uh, game with Michigan State's meltdown because then I'm pretty sure Sparty fans just started selling their tickets like crazy at that point. Because uh, why travel to Ann Arbor, be in a miserable environment as the uh, fan of a visiting team, and then watch? Can't blame them. Yeah, like you can't blame them after that. So yeah, I should have waited. My bad. But I would say that uh, with the two and two and things being deadlocked, it's really important that that Michigan comes out and wins this game, uh, and I think that it will honestly set the tone for this rivalry moving forward. Um, you could say that uh, Jim Harbaugh has the advantage against Mark D'Antonio uh, being 3-2 to two with the way the programs look moving forward. It seems to be like Michigan's trending up slowly, uh, maybe some up and down in there during Harbaugh's tenure. And Mark D'Antonio, a really impressive coach, done some awesome things at Michigan State for the first time, uh, really seems to uh, to have the his future uh, in East Lansing be 
really questionable. And I know that the athletic director came out and said not even a thought or, or whatever the, the words were that he used. Uh, but it's clear in the press conferences, it's super clear after the meltdown against Illinois that this is the closest that Mark D'Antonio has been to not being the Michigan State head coach. Uh, and I think that this rivalry game specifically this year uh, will impact that ultimately. Michigan State is four and five. They're coming off that, uh, as we talked about, the embarrassing loss to Illinois. They they had Illinois down pretty good. It looked like Michigan State was you know gonna come into this game against Michigan on a bit of a high note, but let things go in a really ugly, dramatic way. Michigan seven and two, thirteen and a half point favorite. I think some people might look at that line and be like, why isn't Michigan a bigger favorite in this game? Like they're clearly the better team. Michigan state has looked awful for most of the season, but as fans will be quick to tell you, Michigan just doesn't usually play well against Michigan state. And that doesn't, it doesn't matter if the Spartans are really good, good, mediocre, or terrible. It just doesn't ever seem to work out that way, which kind of leads me into my next, um, point which is a worry are, are, are we worried about michigan state sneaking in there and and pulling off a win i don't think i'm worried about michigan state pulling off a win i mean it's, they're definitely capable of it uh, and again just referencing 2015 and 2017 uh michigan is is capable of playing poorly uh, against Michigan State, at least playing to the level of Michigan State. And you don't want to let a team like Michigan State, coached by Mark D'Antonio, again, who's had a lot of success uh, with the Spartans, you don't want to let them hang around. Uh, and you cannot make crucial mistakes. And so I'm not worried that Michigan will lose, um, but I am worried that it'll be a very difficult win. Uh, and I think that it, I don't know that it will come down to the wire. I don't predict it to come down to the wire, but I would not be surprised if we're uh, midway through the fourth quarter and uncertain what the result's going to be just because of how this rivalry has looked over the last uh, four years under Harbaugh. I mean, they had a, what, I think a 20 point lead um, the year um, that, that they won 30 to, to 23 or 32 to 23. I botched that last week. I just botched it again. Botched it pretty badly last yeah, week. Really <laughs> bad last week. Uh, probably going to get some bad reviews on Apple Podcasts because of that. But hey, you know, every uh, podcaster has their moments. But Please review yeah. us anyway. Just please. Yeah, that, that was a game where I think they got up at least 27 to 10. Could have been uh, 30 to 10. Um, and Michigan State pulls 30 to 23. Um, they go for two to, to try to bring it within five. And, and then Jabril Peppers obviously returns it um, and, and makes it the 32-23 victory. But that's a game where uh, Michigan won. Uh, and it was a team that Michigan State ended up going in. And they were pretty bad that year, really bad. Um, but giving up those points, that's a disaster waiting to happen. And so I just hope that Michigan can just play clean football and really just look like the better team, play like the better team, and just be consistent. I mean, I don't care if they only win by 13, 17, 20. I don't care if they win by two. I just hope that it, it's a game that we can kind of sit back and relax and say, wow, it's actually nice to see a Jim Harbaugh-led team just look better in all facets of the game than a Mark D'Antonio Michigan State team. Yeah, so here's the thing. I don't think Mark D'Antonio is going to lose his job or quit his job or retire. I think he'll come back next season and be the coach still. 
Uh, Spartans are four and five, need to win two of their next three to make it to a bowl game. And we know how bowl games can um, play an outsized role in shifting narratives. I mean, we just talked about this recently, I think, with the the way Michigan played against Florida in Jim Harbaugh's first year and how that game seemed to catapult them into a really successful 2016 season. So there's a lot that can still happen for Michigan State. And by the way, their last two games are against Maryland and, and uh, Rutgers. So, you know, might I, I don't know. I don't want to say Michigan State is a lock against anybody, but, oh, excuse me. Excuse. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I accidentally pulled up Michigan's schedule and thought I was I was way off. But um, yeah, against Maryland and Rutgers, so um, it, it, most likely making it to a bowl game. But D- Mark D'Antonio doesn't have a lot of time left anyway. I, I don't. I, you know, he's got a big task ahead of him in like rebuilding this program and making it into something respectable again. That's competing in the big in the Big Ten East. Do you think? The the Michigan State program, if it continues on this downward trajectory, um, hurts the caliber of this rivalry, or does that not matter? I think it does, and, and I'll join you in saying that I think he'll be back next year, and I think that next year is the year that really determines uh, what what happens with this program because I could very easily see Michigan State next year maybe being a, a 8, 9, 10-win team, and, and that's – that's a pretty good season uh, if, if you're Michigan State, especially with hopefully Michigan still trending up and playing well. Penn State's looked good year after year. Ohio State's unbeatable almost every year, it seems. Um, and I just feel like next year could be a year where it's like, oh, like this is better. And it almost keeps Mark D'Antonio there. And I think that's best case scenario for, for Michigan because you'd love to have Michigan State be good and then just beat Michigan State at their best. But, you know, that kind of up and down and that uncertainty wouldn't hurt um, if they have to if they have to play Michigan State every year and there's a year where Michigan State comes in at four and five uh, that's great I mean Michigan's got to take care of business either way but I think that this game specifically will say a lot I think that if if Michigan just pounds Michigan State I honestly think that that will make a difference in the outcome after the season because there's nothing that Michigan State fans, uh, alumni, students, players hate more than losing to Michigan. And if you lose in an incredibly disastrous fashion like you did against Illinois or just get beat into the ground by 30, I think that there will be a lot more people that already than already are calling for his head. Uh, and I think that uh, uh, D'Antonio, uh, if D'Antonio is absent at Michigan State moving forward, I think it hurts the program. I think they will get a good coach and they'll probably recover. Uh, maybe be like what an Iowa is where they have ups and they have downs. Uh, but if D'Antonio stays, I, I, I say that they might have a few more decent years, but I would venture to say just because of the way Michigan seems to finally be trending up, the way Ohio State and Penn State have been playing, other teams in the Big Ten coming on like a Minnesota this year, I just don't see Michigan State with the way things have really dropped, uh, especially recruiting uh, and just the player development uh, I just don't see them being a, a challenger for the Big Ten in the next three to five years. I've seen uh, Luke Fickle's name thrown around as a possibility if and when Mark D'Antonio moves on from the program. I think that'd be um, almost like a best case scenario for the rivalry because Luke Fickle has his ties with Ohio State, um, following in like a very similar path that Mark D'Antonio did. You know, coming from Ohio to Michigan State, um, I think that would be. 
that would that would be yeah like probably best case scenario for this rivalry should things not work out mark d'antonio in the near future so looking um looking like at, at this week this week's game against michigan state it's kind of crazy to me to think that jim harbaugh could you know walk out of this thing uh, two and three against mark d'antonio in michigan state because it, it seems like when one team has had the talent advantage when Michigan has had the talent advantage, it's been pretty extreme. Like this year, the advantage is pretty extreme. When Michigan State has had the advantage, it's not been that extreme. You've looked at them as relatively equals, even if you could say, yeah, the Spartans do have a slightly better team. Is it at all like a, a concerning sign if Michigan continues its um, you know, sort of not uh, playing up to its own standard against Michigan State, playing down? to the Spartans and, and winning in a game where you're like, Oh, well, that was pretty forgettable. Let's move on and uh, go play Indiana and then Ohio state. Do you think that is concerning at all? It's definitely concerning if you have trouble this season, just because of the, again, the talent difference and where the two teams are at. Uh, Michigan's not only trending up compared to Michigan state as a program uh, right now, but just the way the season's going. I mean, again, Michigan state is coming off of a disaster of a loss and, and Michigan's looked really good through the last, however many quarters since the second half of Penn state. And so when I look at this weekend, I think that Michigan can slip up. I do think it's possible that Michigan state can win. Um, but you hit the you hit the nail on the head when you talk about when the talent gap is there for Michigan, it seems to be dominant. Again, 2016, they did let Michigan State back in the game. It was late enough to where even that last score uh, would have taken a, a miracle to, to win. Uh, but that's exactly how Michigan State won in 2015 uh, in the last second. And so that's a great example where I think talent was pretty even. Michigan State had a good team that year. Uh, Michigan could have won that game. I think Michigan could have won the game um, that was 14-10 to in 2017 in the monsoon. I just think that uh, Jim Harbaugh was extremely outcoached that game by Mark D'Antonio. And so I'm right with you where it feels like Michigan's had a chance and definitely has a chance in a couple of or the two losses to, to win, especially 2015, whereas last year was the first year that it really felt like uh, outside of the first half that – uh, like Michigan's just the better team and they'd really have to blow it to lose. Hoping that's more of the case this weekend and moving forward um, on, on future weekends where Michigan and Michigan State collide on the on the football field. But I would be shocked and a little bit concerned uh, if Michigan just really looks bad. I honestly do uh, think that they're playing great football right now and have bought into that Finally, some of the speed and space stuff's working. They've got some run schemes that are working well. Uh, having a guy like Haskins come on is, is obviously super helpful. And so I just think that they have this confidence that they haven't had uh, in seasons past under Jim Harbaugh, where it actually feels like things are going in the right direction and they're going to continue to improve. Now, obviously, at the end of the year, you have Ohio State, and we'll see how that goes. That literally can make or break a team. Uh, and so I would say that this weekend's a good start for Michigan to, you know, uh, set the tone for the, the next few years of the rivalry until we figure out what's going on with Mark D'Antonio uh, and really just give them uh, confidence to, to move forward and, and win against Indiana and hopefully uh, put up a battle against Ohio State. You know, speaking of Ohio State, it was every Michigan fan's dream to just crush Urban Meyer, run up the score against Ohio State, make him look so sad and so ridiculous uh never happened and it never can happen now uh 
most likely. I won't say Urban Meyer won't do anything because who knows. He might but, be the coach at Michigan State next year. <laughs> Maybe he just wants to beat Michigan that bad. I take it back. Luke Fickle is not best case scenario. I think it's Urban Meyer. <laughs> Get Urban Meyer to East Lansing after this thing with Mark Antonio is over. I would and, quit uh, podcasting. Why? I would quit. Just because? Just because. I feel like I feel like if Urban Meyer goes to Michigan State next year, specifically, I feel like I'd have to like do something extreme, and I don't want to like you know change my the course of my life. So I think I just quit podcasting, just hang it up. Well, Michigan would never be Michigan State again. No, as long as Urban Meyer was there, that's actually I, I I'm gonna flip flop again. That is worst case scenario. We do not want Urban Meyer in East Lansing. Then Michigan would never beat Michigan State or Ohio State. But I brought up Ohio State because I was thinking about you know, wanting to really give it to Urban Meyer. Mark D'Antonio is right up there, though, in terms of the coaches that you know you really just want to see struggle and and. You, you want his team to just get beat down. It's happened before, obviously, with Michigan State, but it, it hasn't come at the hands of, of Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Do you think fans are are looking for that this this week as sort of like a rivalry statement? You know, we're not just going to beat you. Like, we're going to really hand it to you. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that there is anybody uh, cheering for Michigan this weekend who would want anything less uh, I think that this really is and it, it seems extreme and, and obviously there's a lot of factors that go into letting a head coach go or, or having Mark D'Antonio choose to walk away because I really think him walking away is the only way um, that he's not going to be the coach next year but uh, it's it seems extreme but I, I do think that if Michigan just came out and blew the doors off of of Michigan State that it could really just it could cause enough disaster on that the campus of in East Lansing that seems to already run into enough trouble that I wouldn't be surprised if they're outside of the the president's office demanding to to fire the head coach because they're sick of it because this this is Michigan State Super Bowl and they they hate when Michigan fans say that and call Michigan fans and players and alumni arrogant but I mean they get up for this game as a fan base and really honestly as a team unlike a lot of teams in rivalry games uh, and that's the reason that there could be a scare on Saturday and Michigan could be in trouble but I think every fan wants to see Michigan win by 20 plus if not more uh, and no matter what the score is just have it be a game where it's very clear from the four, uh, end of the first quarter on that Michigan's not losing this game. And, oh, by the way, they're not going to stop scoring anytime soon either. Okay, so you said before, you were talking before the show here that I put you on the spot sometimes. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Perfect. And this is not a score prediction that you should be able to anticipate every single time. I reject the premise that I put you on the spot with a score prediction because we do that every time. But this is really on the spot. Um Michigan, Michigan State, the rivalry, a scale of one to ten, where is it right now? I would say right now it's a six. Can um, you explain your rating? Yeah, so I would say my rating would be based off of the the fact that one team seems to be trending up, uh, one team uh, seems to be trending down. Uh, I think that if both teams were at the highest level, um, I, I think that it would be different. I also think that 
uh, the rivalry would be better a few years from now uh, because if you honestly look at how things have gone uh, and you do have to consider the coaching changes and the struggles that Michigan's had, Mark D'Antonio has been uh, incredibly successful uh, against Michigan. Um, and uh, a lot of that is, again, Michigan had some pretty rough teams in there, uh, but you could say that Michigan beat a three and nine Michigan state team in one of Jim Harbaugh's years. And so I think that the rivalry could be uh, better. I think that in terms of the atmosphere and the type of game, it's, it's definitely higher than a six, but where the, where both programs are, um, I mean, it'd be great if Michigan was uh, had the college football playoff on the line, and and Michigan State had a chance to to ruin those dreams and and put themselves in the Big Ten race. I mean, that I think that uh, would make this rivalry uh, more eight nine, even in the ten range. But with where things are at, the uncertainties at, at coach for for Michigan State and Mark Antonio finally being on the hot seat, and and Michigan just is too far removed still from being a college football playoff team. Uh, I, I think that it's not something that's going to gather as much interest outside of the two fan bases, outside of the Big Ten, as maybe it has in past years or maybe it could in, in the future years. Okay, so I'm going to give it a four because of the same reasons you just said, basically. Um, they're trending in opposite directions right now, and that could change really quickly, as we know. But as of right now, they're trending in opposite directions. And then I think you hinted at this too, but they're not really playing for anything outside of the immediate circle of Michigan, Michigan state. There is no conference implication, no national implication. It's just two teams, two fan bases going at it like they do every year. And outside of the state of Michigan and the Midwest, um, I don't think too many people are going to pay attention to this one because why would you? Michigan isn't trying to sneak into the top four. Michigan state isn't anywhere near that status. Nobody's trying to, come away with the Big Ten East title and go to Indianapolis to play for a conference championship. It's just not to that level. And so that's why I'm going to say it is a four. So do you have anything else you want to say about this rivalry? Yeah, I mean, when you – four, six, wherever the, the score is, I think it's going to change every year. It obviously changed based on where the, the programs are. But where I think my, my score was a six is, again, just because I think that this is a chance for – for Jim Harbaugh to, to grab the upper hand in the rivalry against Mark D'Antonio and, and hopefully set the tone for uh, the rivalry moving forward and, and have it be Michigan dominant, which I guess leads to one final question to wrap up the show for you is, is it more fun when it's a competitive rivalry and there's a win and loss every other year? Or because of the way it's looked over the last 10, 15 years, are you just in the mode and for like, I want Michigan to hammer Michigan State the next 10 years and then finally have Michigan State win again. Where are you at? Um, I'm definitely in the latter camp there, wanting Michigan to just really hand it to them. So, I, so I, you're, I, the rivalry could be a two or a three or a four in terms of maybe national appeal, but it's fine if Michigan's winning. Yes. Of course. <laughs> yes. And here, because I know we're running a little over, but there's always Ohio State. That will always get national attention it, even if both teams are like like last game of the season both five win teams one of them's going to be bull eligible after this game yeah. that would still get national attention it, it would take two like top 15 teams going at it in michigan michigan state for that to get national attention mm -hmm. and and so that's why i say that we're in a bit of a privileged position with having ohio state to 
end the season every year and and you don't have to worry about Michigan State getting the national attention that you want because Ohio State's right around the corner and you know pretty much no matter what that will get the attention so that's why I said that yeah and I mean I, I agree with you 100% and for Michigan State honestly like I mean they have that last weekend to look forward to against Rutgers their biggest rival and obviously that's oh, what most fans gosh. play for <laughs> is or, or attend the games and then watch for is that that dominant uh, win over Rutgers because that's and again, that's Michigan State's biggest rival, and and that's the the date that they have uh, circled on the calendar. All right. Well, everything. Everyone, uh, thank Derek for jinxing this week's game against Michigan State, as he made fun of their rivalry with Rutgers. Uh, seriously, though, it, it looks like Michigan Michigan State tickets are a little lower than usual. It's a game at the Big House. I don't know what the weather is, but there shouldn't be any weather that keeps you out of the Big House. Frankly. I know, Derek, you talked about a bad experience in the monsoon against Michigan State a couple of years ago, but um, you, you should you should always go to the big house any chance you get. So thank you for listening to us on the Go Blue Crew. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Ty underscore Fenwick, and Derek is, uh, is at Divine Identity. Thanks for listening, and Go Blue.